podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi listeners, welcome back to the FPL Reaction Pod with Dream Team Tonic and my name is Lewis aka FPL Reaction and I'm joined by my co-host as usual Max at Maxi Arsenal, a lot of being our twit names. It's great to be back, a weird week in terms of fantasy football with the week still going on and usually it finishes on the Monday night. So how are you Max? I'm good thanks mate, apart from uh, of course Arsenal being incons- inconsistent again but apart from that happy that there's a lot of football going on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to touch upon the Super League, right? So we, we're going to have to touch upon it. Um, now, I had this massive, um, massive script to, to sort of to, to note some pointers about the Super League. Um, but to, as, as we've gone by time-wise tonight, it's actually come out that, um, that Chelsea are pulling out of the Super League. So that's... Also, City pulling out as well. So I'm guessing from from this point onwards, the rest of the teams will follow suit. So the Super League, if you didn't know, it, it's basically 12 clubs that were already signed up for a 23-year contract. Um, six English sides, uh, three Spanish and three Italian. Now, I mean, Bayern Munich and Dortmund already rejected, along with Porto and Sevilla. So, I mean, there was already, um, there was already big, teams um dropping out of this now obviously with the news tonight if it was actually come about because of the protest outside Stamford Bridge I mean they like blocked the, the team burst it was all um pretty uh, pretty heavy so I mean that could be um could be a massive reason as to why Chelsea have looked at it really quickly and and sort of put it out there that they're going to leave and along with the city responded pretty quick um from Chelsea's news as well. So I mean I don't want to talk about something that probably isn't going to happen now, Max. So I mean what were your views on the Super League anyway? Obviously um it, it was a bad choice from the owners to, to be in a position um like that anyway. Um but yeah what are your views on that? Um yeah I had a fair few amount of uh, different views. I mean Firstly, it, of course, it affects kind of the, the dream in terms of as a player and as a fan. I mean, going into the details more of it in in terms of this new ESL, I mean, it does not matter where you finish. You're already guaranteed to play in it. So the dream of, of going qualifying in like the old structure of the Champions League and then winning the Champions League is like perhaps Leicester had when they were in the, in the lower leagues. It just makes finishing in the top four irrelevant, and that's the first thing that I think is is really is not right. Um, some of the other things I've thought, I've kind of felt that I needed to touch upon um, the quality of the prem. I mean, we want to see top teams and top players. We don't want to see te- the top teams resting players because for the prem because they've got a super league match on the week um, midweek. Like that affects the whole kind of concept of competitive football. So again, I I don't agree with it at all from that. Perspective, um, and again, looking at 
what some of the other aspects of it i mean in terms of the league integrity i mean what what happens for example say say the prem do say that it doesn't all the teams don't withdraw and it does go ahead what happens if the premier league bans um teams from playing in the premier league and how does that affect all the teams below it i mean it impacts the kind of national game um, just to quote upon some of the things that Arsenal said about it on their website in their official statement, they quoted a sustainable and commercial approach is required to enhance the value and support for the benefit of the entire football pyramid. I mean, that to be quite frank, that is just that is just a load of bollocks, to be honest, because how does it benefit the whole pyramid if mm. the founding clubs get a huge amount of money and remain in this Super League regardless of performance? And to think that the the kind of the owners are going to s- somehow trickle down all this money, I think, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. And the thing, the fact is also how how are Arsenal get, getting in this? How are Tottenham getting in this Super League? We can't even beat Fulham at home um, on the weekend. I mean, we fi- we're ninth in the league. We would just finish bottom of this anyway. So I, it's clear it's all about money. And I don't want to touch upon it too much more. But again, I'm glad that all the players and fans are kind of uniting against this. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, it, it was greed anyway. It, it, it was all down to greed. So all these big clubs have got together and, and, and decided that, that there needs to be some sort of stability in terms of um, of, of income with, without risk. And and obviously, I don't think they were quite aware of the, um, the sort of backlash they were going to get. And obviously, it started off quite quiet um but it started off it started off well in terms of trying to push back with with Klopp um Milner in last night's match today um today again also um with Pep speaking out um so a lot you know it's not like players have have have, have took it on the chin they have everyone has come together yeah. to sort of beat this big franchise monster up and it's like it's it's just and also breaking it's it's breaking news in fact this is now saying that Atletico and Barcelona are also now backing out as well as City so it seems that this whole whole thing hasn't lasted um that that long at all so I mean you, yeah, you know I, I, agree. I don't think it will to be honest because also the, another aspect we we haven't touched upon is the fact that if UEFA and FIFA ban players from competing in the internationals in terms of the Euros and World Cup I mean what sort of player was going to want to be in a competition where they can't represent their country and play at World Cups? I mean, no player in their right mind is going to want to do that. And also, I think UEFA are quite clever as well because they've also they've changed the Champions League setup, and I don't agree with how they're, they're the new proposal for that as well. So they're quite clever in terms of releasing that at the same time this all comes out as well. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's not good. But hopefully, like you say... With the fans and the players and all these people speaking out, it, it just it gets um, it doesn't go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I think I, to be honest, and I was quite um, I was quite open about this um, initially from from the get go that it it wasn't it wasn't going to stand anyway. Um, it's just great that it's it's sort of it's not official yet. You know, there's nothing official saying it's over, but I it's pretty um, it's pretty convincing now to me. Um, from really good sources that that it's all going to come toppling down now, and that the only uh, teams clinging on are the um, the Americans, the American owners. Um, but like I said, it's it's done and dusted now in terms of um, well, for me it is anyway. It's it's something that um, I don't think we need to touch upon anymore because it's probably all going to be crumbling down. Obviously, 
not happy with Roman for signing it anyway, uh, signing the contract. And that's something that he's going to have to, you know, sort out for himself in terms of gaining the trust back from the fans. Um, but there's damage already there. So, so yeah, let's just push on. Push on. Um, we're we're going to start looking at the games, obviously, um, that have gone by this week. Uh, we do usually um, have a full set of fixtures to... Um, analyze but we haven't um as you as you can as you know there's games still playing um chelsea in uh not long now actually until chelsea and brighton kick off so four games still left this week um but here we are let's uh let's let's just move on and um, we'll start with uh, everton versus spurs so the game started with al bale and lucas a lot of people actually a lot of people actually bringing Lucas in as a punt um, and being let down. So Everton were also still without Dominic Carvert-Lewin, uh, which again is, well, I, I thought was a big loss in terms of goal. Um, and Dombele assisted Kane. And then uh, an equalising penalty, which I thought was quite soft, made it 1-1. Everton did dominate in terms of chances um, after the equaliser. They were close a couple of times. Um, Coleman then assisted to Gerdson made it 2-1, and then Kane equalised again to make it 2-2. Now, Kane um, went off injured with his ankle, so that is something that we're probably going to monitor and probably pick up a bit later on in the pod. Um, worried about Regulon's position, obviously. He he sort of went off early. Um, questioned Son's um, performance, but, I mean, it's, it's a difficult one. You know, they... They, they've they've got Southampton next as well, so I mean, it's it's not all it's not all bad, but um, but I mean, it was great for Kane captains, wasn't it? And and I know you were a triple captain captainer um, for Kane this week. What did you, what did you make of the game anyway? I think yeah, Everton looked like you said they looked brighter. Um, Kane, of course, the main man again for Spurs, being clinical, um, but I think Spurs. They looked a bit dodgy again, making mistakes. I know they conceded the pen, that perhaps it was a bit harsh, but they're still a bit shady at the back. Lorry's Lorry's kept a minute. I felt for and um, all right, they both missed um, missed chances, but I felt Everton were unlucky to win it. Um, I get in terms of Son, I think um, you're looking at him and perhaps he's not being he's not getting the same amount of points as he was before, but he is getting getting in behind again. For me, I do own him, and I I am considering transferring him out this week, and then potentially bringing him back for Sheffield United. But like like I said, Kane being clinical, and I'm happy for that because I triple captain him. Whether he's going to be playing for the next game, I'm not sure because of his ankle. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see on that. Yeah. So second game, let's move on. Newcastle versus West Ham. Um. So Maximin actually started this game. Um. Cresswell didn't. Uh, but we knew that anyway. We knew he was he was injured anyway. Um, Maximum went down bef- uh, before ten minutes. It seems okay. He looked a real threat actually on the break with Almiron. Um, Newcastle seemed to be playing a lot lot better now. I would say Maximum in the team, and and rightly so because he's he's so um, creative. And we've we've discussed him on the pod a couple of times in the past before. So the first goal was actually created by Saint Maximum himself and. After a straight red card um, by Dawson, it it was it was looking bleak for West Ham there. So it then went two 0 um, to Newcastle. Um, Joel Linkton after Fabianski spilled it. Uh, Maximum went off. Wilson came on. Um, Bowen then assisted to Diop. 
Uh, Lingard scored a penalty off the post as well, which was quite lucky. And guess who scored the winner? It was Joe Willock. Um, I mean, what, what are your views? Well, Arsenal players saving saving uh, teams again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, losing the man impacted the game, of course. Mistakes again from Fabianski um, and Dawson, I think, of course, gave them the two, the two goal lead. Yeah, I mean, sim. I don't think it very harsh the penalty, but unlucky um, also with the with the clearance off the line. But again, my uh, my guy Joe Willock is uh, getting the winner. I mean, I I feel frustrated for him because he's not getting the starts. And I mean, how long was he on for? Was he on for like a minute, and he scored. Um, so, but Newcastle again, they're fighting. They're fighting to stay in the league. I mean, arguably they do look in a much better position now, and they should should do it. But. It's, it makes you think about all these teams that are still potentially can survive in the Premier League and it's very difficult to predict the fixtures because they're going to be fine to stay up. Yeah, I mean, totally agree. Um, Newcastle look they, they, they look safe because of the quality they've got and, and like we discussed on last week's pod, if they can keep Wilson and St. Maximum fit, I mean, that, they're, they're, sure, they're surely staying up, aren't they? Especially with them players, and you, you look at how many, um, how cl- sort of clinical Wilson can be, and the the fact that Saint Maxim is is the way he runs with the ball, he just causes so many problems, twisting in and out with players. I mean, if he if they keep him and Wilson fit, and they bring Joe Willock off the bench every now and then, then <laughs> I think they'll be all right. Yeah, he's just turned into some super sub. I think he's actually won them four points with last minute winners in the past three weeks, and one against Tottenham, but. Um, but yeah, turning out to be, yeah, he, he really should be playing more. Um, but but yeah, let's move on to Wolves versus Sheffield United, which on paper um, looked looked really dry, to be honest. But it was important for a lot of people in terms of uh, defensive players getting defensive assets because, I mean, we've, they've got great fixtures at the moment, and it, it's now two two clean sheets um, for Wolves. So. Mostly for Wolves, Traore and Pedance in in attack. Um, Traore actually assisted uh, Jose to make it 1-0. Sice, again, clean sheet. Good for you, I suppose, this week, taking two bonuses and Cody won. Um, I mean, the main thing I want to touch upon is the fact that the the Wolves players for the last two to three games since the fixture swing have been reliable for returns. So in the last... in the last two, defenders-wise, Sice, 14 points, Semedo, 15 points, Nori, 13 points, Cody, 13. So for me, I highlighted Sice and Semedo um, last week above Cody and Nori, and, and, and they're sort of, rightly so, because they are sort of nipping him points-wise. So it's 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 tough. It's interesting that Traore in his last three games has had three attacking returns now with 20 points, so potentially not not a bad differential anymore. Um, I mean, anything you want to add on that apart from the um, the the defensive players? I always felt Wolves were going to win this one. Um, Sheffield United, not surprised. I mean, they're battling, but you can see why they're relegated because they just don't have that clinical edge. Um, another clean sheet, for, as you said. I don't want to touch too much on what you said, but um, Triori is getting forward and he's some is crossing and is looking more. Um, it's causing more problems and it's actually resulting in goals this time rather than wasted crosses. So that's another thing to consider when you're looking at Wolves as well. 
Yeah, so a, a few players to keep keep your eye on, and and obviously it's great that the Wolves backline are doing well. Um, the next game we're going to touch upon is Arsenal and Fulham. Um, so before you uh, comment, there was no Leno starting, which I know hurt a few people um, in terms of FPL. Um, Saka and Smith Rowe actually started, so when I saw those two names on the lineup, I thought right, Arsenal could potentially. Um, you know, run these guys over. So, I mean, Luckman looked really good, especially on the break. I mean, he was a toe offside for the for 1-0, Danny Caballos. Um, it was a penalty for Fulham, which matches scored, uh, with Lamina winning it. So, Lacazette came off injured on the 69th minute. Uh, again, another, um, another saw for FPL managers. Um, Saka did look lively uh, towards the second half, and I thought he'd, he, he stood out to be honest, um, and and then massive goal in the ninety sixth minute from Ankatia. Um, what what's your take on your team, Max, and and the game in general? It's no. Firstly, it's no surprise we're ninth. We've continually throughout the season. We can, if you can't beat Fulham at home when they the only I think it was the only shot they had was on target was the penalty, and they scored. I mean, we were all over them all game, and the amount of games where we've just dropped points continuously through the season either due to mistakes or we can't finish teams off. I mean, that's that's why we're where we are in the league. And yes, yeah, Saka, like you said, Saka, he looked good. In the second half, he was trying to make things happen. Um, offside goal was a joke. I mean, and the fact that they were even trying to, VAR are even trying to dis, uh, disallow um, the, the Niketia goal at the end was just laughable as well. But I mean, yeah, I, was, I thought that we were unfortunate. Worried about Lacazette coming off injured because with Aubameyang, I don't know whether he's still suffering with malaria, but if if them two aren't playing and we've got Nketi at top, to be honest, I'm losing my patience with him. I know he scored the goal, but I mm. mean, my granddad would have scored that goal. It was an open goal. I mean, the thing, the problem is, I feel like if them two players aren't playing, we, we will struggle up, up top, especially against Everton. So Nketi, I don't see will do anything against them, but We'll see on that. Um, but yeah, frustrating game for me and frustrating the fact I also own Saka. So I, I thought it was unlucky to not get something out of that game. But yeah, we move on and hopefully next game we can improve upon it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, do, how, how do you, uh, with with obviously being a fan now, you've sort of prioritised the Europa League. So, I mean... In terms of in terms of that, that is it. That is it is good for Arsenal, though, isn't it, to be in the uh, semi final of the Europa? But I mean, that's our whole season rests upon the Europa now, because of course I don't. We're not going to finish in the top four, and I believe that the Europa League spots are fifth and fifth and sixth. Is that that's right, isn't it? Um, so in terms of us qualifying, I mean, this yeah, we need to we need to do something in the Europa. I know we lost. Unfortunately, I don't want to talk about it too much of against Chelsea, but yeah, we we need to we need to do something in the Europa. It's our only. Ch- I know we won the Community Shield, but I don't really count that to be honest. But yeah, I mean, it's it's um really big for us, and I was really happy with the performance against um Slavia Prague. The the way Lacazette just on his knee right in front of the the Slavia uh, Prague players, obviously just after the kind of the. One of their players got um, banned for ten games for racism. It really yeah. showed kind of defiance. And the way we started that game is why the way I want Arsenal to start most games is with a bit of desire, a bit of fire in the belly, and, and that that wasn't really there against Fulham. I don't think. 
Yep. So United versus Burnley. Um, now I expected an open game. Um, I expected Burnley to attack, and and they did. They did try. They actually looked pretty good going forward. I thought in in general, um, Cavani and Vidra actually benched uh, beginning of the game. Um, Pope wasn't even in the squad. Um, a Greenwood goal from a uh, Rashford assist. Uh, Bruno actually stepped over it. Um, I was hoping he was going to whack that in, but he didn't. Um, Tarkowski equalised from a header to make it 1-1. Pogba then assisted Greenwood. Uh, the Beak assisted Cavani, which finished 3-1 now. From that game, um, it really key game for this, a game, a game for me this week, um, especially in terms of United going forward. Um, two players in particular, so Greenwood, um, now looks nailed. He he looks nailed, and he looks very dangerous. Um, and he loves to shoot. He he. Whereas Bruno, he he doesn't like to shoot. He's quite selfless. He 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 works for the team. Whereas Greenwood's looking to impress, and he's scoring and getting into great positions. So I'm I, I'm at the moment thinking, do what do I need both? Do I need, especially looking at Bruno's performances? And I actually thought. We'll touch upon Bruno a bit later on in the pod, but I actually thought Bruno um, looked pretty awful as an FPL asset. So, I mean, and you don't own Bruno. So, I mean, yeah, this is great to hear, I imagine, for you. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so so for me, highlighted from that game is is how badly Bruno looks, um, in again, in terms of FPL and how good Greenwood looks at the value he is because I think he's seven million and he scored two goals and took the took the bonus points away. So I mean, what do you think? He's he's becoming similar to when Salah went on that kind of run where he didn't do do any uh, get any performances and get any points and where he had that goal drought. So but again, I mean he could just suddenly turn that around with a a, a penalty goes his way and then suddenly he's he's back on track. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in terms of the game, I thought, like you say, Greenwood is a player that you, you're looking at now and you think, well, is he a player that I can kind of look past? I mean, he's he's getting the, he's getting in the positions and he's starting. Another player, I was happy with Rashford. I own Rashford. He, he got me an assist. And, and to your uh, kind of dismay, I'm I'm glad Bruno didn't touch. <laughs> I'm glad he let it go through yeah. his legs. But to be honest, Rashford, I thought, looked very, very lively. And I... He was causing all sorts of problems for um, all sorts of problems for Burnley. So I, I'm I think him and him and Greenwood are kind of are really doing it for United at the moment. But again, I thought I thought United would win the game. It was just a, but they did. Yeah, Van der Beek. I, I'm glad for him as well. It's, it's good, always good for a player to get some confidence. And having a quality player like him and he's not even playing half the time is quite is a, is quite amazing to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um... Brings us to last night's game, Liverpool versus Leeds. Um, Salah didn't start, um, Phillips didn't start, and Rafinha didn't start. So that's three pretty big FPL assets that um, that are pretty well owned, actually. Um, so for me, uh, my summary of the game is that Leeds deserve to win, and and they did. And I mean, the only takeaways that I can can actually take away from Liverpool's performance. Um, as as an F, as an asset owner of Liverpool, is that Trent again look really really good? Um, it's just it's just great to have a, a player um, who is still a differential. I, I, 
maybe it's his, his value or um i don't know but but yeah i mean he doesn't need clean sheets to score points he 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 scored eight points in in, in the match including bonus points now that's i think that's 40 points in his last four game weeks um that's higher than most most assets in the game at the moment so I mean, we're looking at premiums that aren't performing at the moment. Like Sally, yeah, he, he looks low confidence. He looked he looked low low on confidence um, in the short twenty minutes that he did play. Uh, missing, he missed quite a big chance actually again, and I've, that's the second week in a row that I've mentioned Salah's confidence. Um, Leeds were just all over Liverpool, and it, Liverpool could just not contain him. Um, Lorente scored the scored the equaliser in the eighty sixth minute after Trent. Assisted Marne. Um, now, obviously, Marne a week, week too late. Um, for you, Max, wasn't he? What did we? Please <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> so yeah, what were your thoughts? Well, I, I'm a frustrated at Marne. I mean, I owned him last week and I captured him last week, and obviously that was a bit of a crazy decision. But just to rub it in my face, he then goes and scores. But I mean, yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a good game to watch. I mean. Uh, leads in terms of their fitness as as Bamford as some of the kind of punditry is saying about how how strong they are um, fitness wise I mean that was really pushing them and um, pushing them forward and, and pushing Liverpool back and probably why many thought that Leeds probably should have nicked it I think for me it was I would say probably a fair result just because of the first half and the fact that I mean Robertson who is what someone I own when he when he's running running on goal and he's got I think it was Jota one side and, and Salah the other and I don't want either of them players to score. So I was hoping he was going to shoot, but then I think he ended up kicking off the pit. Yeah. <laughs> Completely messed it up. So no one won, which was a bit, which was probably more frustrating for for everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leeds, Leeds are looking looking good and they're fighting for each game. Um, but yeah, good good uh, game to watch for the neutral. Yeah, exactly. So the, the main takeaways from that is if you haven't got Trent, um, you should probably get get him. Um, he's looking dangerous at the moment, and I know you own Robertson, but I feel like Trent's probably got more to prove, and he seems sort of he he seems lethal every time he runs up the side of the pitch. Now there was there was Trent's performance, and then Jota's performance. Now it's interesting because Jota's blanked twice in a row now. He's two in two weeks and he, it seems to me that when he he's subbed on late or when he plays 20 minutes to half an hour, he sort of comes alive and starts banging in loads of uh, loads of returns in, in terms of FPL. So there's, there's obviously Jota to think about as well now because they've got great fixtures coming up. And now that Jota's played, they started two games in a row. Is he now going to go to Newcastle next week and start again? I don't think so. I think he plays similar to what Salah did, 20, 20 minutes. But but yeah, we'll see. Um so so that's that's where we're at so far in the week. Um again, Chelsea and Brighton play soon. Um that's as far as we've got um in terms of this game week. So let's look at how both of our teams um have done max so far so let's just start with me at the moment so i'm currently on 47 points um which i think is quite good i think it's above both the top 10k average and the and the 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 lower average so regulon and um, one point with a game to go quite disappointed with uh regulon um, but we've obviously with jose sacking now we sort of don't know 
what's going to happen. I assume Reguilon's going to play the full 90, but we'll see. Trent, eight points again. Got me assists and all three bonus points. Bruno, another 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 two points, another blank. Um, Lingard, seven points. Took the penalty. Really happy with Lingard at the moment. Keeps returning. Um, there's not much to not like about Lingard. Um, Son, two points. Another, um, another premium blanking, but does have another game to go. And I think the Southampton game suits Son's way of playing a little bit more. Um, Yota actually funnily banked the clean sheet before he got um, before he got subbed off. So he banked the clean sheet point, uh, which took him to three points. And then Leeds obviously scored. So it's still a blank, but um, lucky to get the point. Kane captain paid off really well. Um, 24 points, a massive return for one game uh, with one left. But massive question marks over whether he plays or not. My opinion is he won't play because of the cut final had. I don't but think I, either. No, but I could. We, I mean, we could be wrong, but but yeah, this that's where I'm at anyway. Yeah, 47 points in total. Um, the average currently 25. The top 10k average 45. Um, and I'm currently on a 40,000 uh, play screen arrow up to 600,000. Um, so I've still got Martinez against City, Reguilon against Southampton, Ricardo Pereira who. Um, we spoke about earlier today, didn't we, Max? Um, laughing about how how badly I'm getting these sort of plays wrong at the moment. My my defenders, so Dean and Ricardo. So it came out that he, he sort of felt his calf, um, but then a later press conference from Brendan Rogers um, sort of confirmed that he was okay, but still a little bit worrying. But yeah, so we still got him to play against West Brom, Sun against Southampton, Mount tonight. Um, Kane Captain versus Southampton again. Question marks for every plays. And Ian Acho versus West Brom. Seven plays to go. Currently on 47 points. Not too bad. I'm quite happy with that so far, Max. And I'm going to pass it over to you where I'm guessing you're quite happy uh, this week so far. I think anything would have, any improvement on last week, I would have been happy with, to be honest. If anyone listened to the pod last week, you would have known that I wasn't happy with my play. With my point score, but yeah, this week I got I'm currently on sixty four points, um, a two hundred twenty k rise, but in terms of where I was, it's not very good anyway. So we're not going to touch upon. But I'm yeah, I'm in terms of my team. So we have got Mesler, he's got me five points. Um, as you can see in the in the Leeds and uh, Liverpool game, he's he's kicking the ball away to opponent to opponents to try and get them save points up, trying to create uh, <laughs> chances for their opponents. So I'm I'm all. All four at Mesley. I keep doing it. <laughs> happy with the five points. And that's what I'm touching upon Mesley because even if he doesn't get a clean sheet, he seems to, he always gets these um, save points, which is why I'm, I'm really happy with him. Um, so Robertson, two points. Like you say, I'm I'm, pro- I'm probably making the wrong decision in having him over instead of Trent, but is what it is for the moment. Um, Sisa got me eight points, a clean sheet in the bonus, which I'm happy with because I transferred him in. Uh, Rashford seven points, um, assist and the bonus point. I think he got bonus points rather two points. Again, Rashford I thought could have scored as well. Saka I'm not happy with because I he was unlucky I felt and he could have could have got an assist and could have got. Yeah, I know he hit the post as well. So, but only two points from Saka. And the main carrier of my week so far is the triple captain, which was on Kane, thirty six points. I know he hasn't. I know it's a double game week for them and they haven't. He might, he probably won't play in the next game, but forget that. In terms of a normal, I'm happy that I've triple captained and my players scored two goals. That's the main thing. 
Top that's, return, though. Great return. Yeah, so happy with that. And then Bamford's got two points, and I know he, he of course, hit the bar. If you look at my remaining players, so we've got Son, which, like you say, I think his it'll be his game for Southampton, yeah. especially if Kane's out. So Son, I'm hoping for something. Well, hopefully Tottenham lose, but because uh, I'm an Arsenal fan and Son, Son gets a hat-trick maybe <laughs> as consolation goals. But uh, Cancelo and Madison and Rudiger. So I've got Rudiger tonight. Um, hoping for Madison. I know he played in the um, the FA Cup and he didn't play long, but hopefully, I reckon he'll start for Leicester in the again. Um, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. and then um, we've got Cancelo is another debatable one. Will he start or will he not? But yeah, we'll we'll have to see on them. But yes, a few, just a few. But I think it's five, yeah, five, four probably planned up playing for me. But hopefully some points there and hopefully a little bit more of a rise. So points so far, points total so far, is it? Yeah, sixty four points in, in that game week so far. Wow, really good. So to, I mean that you're going to have a good week, uh, and you to be honest, you do. You do need one, don't you? You need a good big week. Previously, um, any news on the on the rank rise so far? Or are you going to wait until the week? No, no, that was that was two hundred twenty k rise. So I dropped over under one point one. So I've now gone up to just just above nine hundred. Um, yeah, it's it's still unfortunate because I did hang around the sign of six seven hundred mark, which still, I mean, it's not amazing, but I've I've kind of. Them three last weeks have kind of cost me, and if I had some good weeks, then I would have obviously not been in the position I'm in. But as you can see, such a, uh, a fat, I think my rank rise this week's rose by like 15 20 percent. So if you can see, it shows a good game week, and I know we've got not got long left, but you can a few of them in a row and, and a different picture. Great stuff. So it's it's nice to know that we're both having good weeks for once. Um... But just a bit of uh, bit of breaking news again on the pod. Two parts actually is is that all six Premier League clubs have now um, pulled out of the Super League. So there's that, and then separately, um, Ed Woodward um, has now resigned as the chairman of Manchester United due to the backlash of the Super League. Initial thoughts on that, Max? Bloody hell, that's what's that? All six, all six clubs have definitely said they're not, they're not, um, they're not in it. Yep, so all six, according to a Madrid's own source on Twitter, are now pulling okay. out. And Ed I mean, that's great Woodward, news. Great news. Um, I resigning. Um, and that's massive news for United. I know, I mean, Neville, he was going in on them. <laughs> he was going in yesterday yeah. on the, after the Leeds go. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And he, the fact he was like, I don't care, I don't care. I'm not affiliated to anyone. I'm, but <laughs> it was quite brave of him, but I really back him for that. And I think... The owners, the the fact that he's uh, resigned. I mean, what is it? What does he expect? I think he's probably made the right decision because he knows he's not thinking in the interest of one stakeholder. What we've got to remember, I know it's about football and the owners are thinking about investors and blah blah blah. But a stakeholder of the club is fans, and, and they're the most important stakeholder of the club, and that's they're the ones that you should always try and appease. And I'm glad that yeah, some of the things you just yeah. mentioned have happened. So a bit of a uh, bit more breaking news there. Um, that's. A few well, times now. BBC, <laughs> so let's uh, let's just move on to next week. Um, although this week hasn't finished, um, obviously we do the pod every Tuesday, so we're going to start looking um, towards next week, and that starts with again going back to locking in our predictions um, for game week thirty three, and then seeing how we do on those predictions the week after um, before we look at our teams going into that 
uh, game week 33. So starting with uh, your team, Arsenal and Everton. Um, big game, Max, for you this week. I think a really tough one, actually. Arsenal didn't look great, did they, against Fulham? And obviously without Lacazette, um, poss- potentially Aubameyang, firepower isn't really there, is it? Although we both know that Saka is a, a top-class player. Um, Everton gave Spurs a really good game as well. But for me, I just don't see a winner. So I've gone for a 1-1. I've gone for the same. To be honest, I want to back Arsenal to win it. But if we haven't got Lacazette or Aubameyang playing, if they if one of them play if one of them plays, it could be a different story. But again, I don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up, to be honest. And I want to be positive about Arsenal. But I think other fans would other Arsenal fans would agree with me. Mm-hmm. We don't know what team's going to turn up. I mean, Everton played well last game, so we're in, in for a tough game for sure. Liverpool and Newcastle. Um, seems like Newcastle are bringing the noise lately and bringing games to people. Um, but I, I just think for me, Liverpool have too much. Um, New Liverpool have the potential to score so many goals in a game. They're just not quite getting it at the moment. Um, Newcastle are in scoring form. Uh, but for me, I think Liverpool win this. Um, but I do think Newcastle score. So I've gone for a 3-1 Liverpool win. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 Liverpool. Similar reasons to you, I think. Liverpool have, of course, got the attack. And with Fabinho playing, he played centre-back last game, so a bit more um, stability at the back. But, yeah, Newcastle looked good, but you've still got to remember the opposition. Yeah, exactly. Um, West Ham versus Chelsea. Um, this is a tough, tough game for us. Um, we're both scoring, we're both conceding, and we're both pushing for top four. So it could be a massive result for either team, whoever gets this. And and for that reason, I just can't see a winner. I think we'll both cancel each other out. Um, so for that reason, I've gone for a one one all draw, as much as it pains me to say that. I've gone 1-0 Chelsea. I think West Ham, I mean, last couple, I don't think they've... I don't know. I don't think they've looked as... I know they lost, but they haven't looked as, as good... I don't know. I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea will win this. I, yeah, I'd be, be tight as you said. It'd be tight, but yeah, I think Chelsea will win it. So we've both we've both gone for a pretty uh, tight tight game in that one. Um, Sheffield United versus Brighton. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I probably won't be watching that game uh, to be honest. So Sheffield United just awful, and Brighton are inconsistent. So there's there's no FPL assets um, there for us. So I've just gone for a one nil Brighton. I've gone two one Brighton. I think Sheffield United get a consolation goal. Brighton would be the team that they score. You know, it'd be a perfect team for them to score against, wouldn't it? So, um, Wolves versus Burnley. Um, I mean, whenever Burnley are involved, there's lots of goals. But when Wolves are involved, there's not that many goals. I just think the way that Burnley play at the moment, it doesn't matter who they play against. You, there's always goals, um, whether they're scoring them or conceding them. It's just always a heavy scoreline. Um, I think both teams will think they can win this game. Um, Wolves actually um, winning this game for me, 2-1, but I could easily see um, a 2-2. But yeah, 2-1 Wolves for me. 3-1 Wolves for me. Um, yeah, I perhaps it's a bit over-optimistic and hoping for a lot more as a neutral, but Trari's look good on look good attacking and he's is um is it when he's running down that wing he's actually producing something um and yeah I just think Burnley like you say there's been a lot of goals when they've been playing and I'm I'm backing Wolves for this one. 
they've got a couple of wins in the previous game. So, yeah. Yeah. Leeds versus United. So, I mean, this has got to be game of the week for goals, for FPL assets, for for um, for rivalry, for everything. Um, Leeds are playing well, though. Um, they're not conceding as many goals as they used to. But United are... I mean, they're full of full of firepower at the moment, aren't they? Um, I think lots of goals, and I think a three-one-one United win. To be honest, two-one United for me. A uh, two-nil, sorry, United for me. I think United have looked as much as they've. Um, sometimes they look like they might, maybe might concede, but I just think, yeah. And and I know Leeds have been good attacking-wise, as we saw against Liverpool. They don't give up till the end. They're putting the pressure on. They've got the fitness. Um, so you would expect them to continue to push United till the end, but I just think United defensively they have looked they have looked good. Um, I I felt so I'm gonna yeah two 0 United. Yeah, so I think we both agree on that that United win that one, um, but we both know that Leeds can pull off a um, pull off a surprise. Um, Villa versus West Brom. Um, for me, this is a tight game. Villa still look quite strong at the back. Um, West Brom are desperate though. I always find that when Villa are involved lately, they're, they're so hard to predict. I think I always sort of underestimate Villa. Um, but I, I just think against West Brom, it's still a tough game considering West Brom are fighting and looking good, actually, West Brom. Um, so I've gone for a 1 1, though, in that one. I've gone for. A... <laughs> I, is Grealish back? That's the question. I've seen him, seen him maybe training or he was doing some sort of fitness work on social media, but. If he's back, I think there could be a completely different ball game. But I'm going for a 4-2 Villa. I'm going for a lot of goals in this game. I mm. it's Midlands kind of derby. Yeah, I'm going for it. 4-2. Nice. Um, Leicester and Crystal Palace. So, for me, Leicester are looking strong in most parts of the pitch. Um, having Madison back relieves a lot of pressure on the defence because I think he keeps the ball quite well and. I think that's why they maybe have conceded so many goals lately at Leicester. Um, I think with Madison back, Inacho, Vardy, I think I just I just think that they're they're a real team to look out for um, in terms of the top four. And, and to be honest, they deserve top four. So I've gone for a three nil uh, clean sheet. I've gone for two nil. I noticed, noticed you mentioned Vardy. I mean, watching him, he he seems to have lost his confidence altogether, especially in the FA Cup. I felt like. When he went, when he tried to chip the ball, I think for one of his shots, he was on goal. Like it's interesting, but I still think Leeds, even Ian Atcher is covering for Vardy nicely. So yeah, two 0 Right, so that's our predictions locked in. Um, so we'll come back to them on next week's pod. We're going to have a look at them and see 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 where we're at score wise. Um, so okay, let's look at. Game week 33. Let's see what me and you are doing in terms of lineups, transfers, captaincies. Um, I'm currently looking at a long-term plan of Bruno to Salah, actually. Um, which means to get there, I've got to sort of empty up some funds. For me, Salah's fixtures are, are, are fantastic. Bruno um, looking really poor um, and an easy switch to another Man United attacker who who actually looks like they could get a, um, an attacking return seems seems the the way to go at the moment. Um, I'm not happy finishing the season with both Son and Kane in an uncertain Tottenham attack. So 
I mean, when especially when there's so many options out there, some will probably go this week. It's just who he goes for. So now originally I would have said Madison, but his game time seems to be being managed. Um, it may depend on what he does on on, on Thursday this week against West Brom. Actually, um, my other option is instead of Son to Madison, Son to Greenwood, um, who to be honest looks great, scoring form. It's a tough one because Madison has better fixtures, uh, but Greenwood has Leeds next. So for me, um, that I mean the potential in that Leeds game for Greenwood could be so great. Um, but then also we have to consider that the Leeds defence has slightly tightened up and, and and don't look as weak at the back as they used to. So I mean, so I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, so if 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 that move was to happen, it then allows me to do Bruno to Salah because it releases the funds of of going down from Son. Um, further down the line, but with Man United at game week 34, it's tough as to when I would do it, when I would bring in Salah, would I bring in Salah against United? So I'm, I'm sort of a little bit confused in terms of um, what I'm going to do um, at the moment, but I have a good idea of where I want to go. So the second transfer I may need to do is Tierney out to size. Now, I don't trust Dallas. I mean, he got the 17-pointer, and he's got a one point this week. He got one point against Liverpool this week. And he plays United. So for me, a minus four. And, and just to add, this will be my third minus four in a row. And, and the, the past two have currently worked and gave me massive rank rise as well. First of all, this week anyway. And I'm looking at size. I'm looking at the player that you've brought in. So so he's he's sort of someone I wanted actually a couple of weeks ago and I've missed half of the train on that one so I've missed half his points already um, so the transfers could be Son to Madison or Greenwood and Tierney to Sice um, they're both very likely transfers um, so so let's from that let's look at how I'm going to potentially line up this week so Martinez plays West Brom could concede but the chance of a big return from Martinez this week could be very likely and um, Either way, clean sheet or, or, or save points, I think, or, or potentially both could 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 be great this week. Um, Sice versus Burnley, again, potential transfer in. Um, another game that could go either way, but Sice has got three great fixtures with Wolves, including Burnley. So, so again, that sort of confirms why I'm sort of looking at that transfer. Trent versus Newcastle um, could do very well again because of the fixture. Can't get much better than Liverpool, but then Newcastle are in good form. I think Liverpool could concede, but Trent, again, showing he doesn't need clean sheets to actually get points. Uh, Ricardo Pereira versus Palace. Great fixture into Hall. I think he could. Um, if he stays on past the 60th minute, he could do really well this week. Now, this is where I sort of make myself look a bit of a hypocrite. So, Bruno captain. So the captaincy's on Bruno. It, it's sort of like his last hurrah, and if he's going to do well, it's against Leeds. Lots of potential for Bruno um, here. Although that captaincy could change. Um, I'm not, again, not entirely sure on that. And obviously, I'll update any official um, changes in, in, in the blog with Dream Team Tonic uh, this week. Lingard, tough, tough game uh, for Lingard against Chelsea. But Chelsea have been conceding. Um, so I think that's a, that's a hopeful um, one that I don't think he'll get much. But we'll see. 
Greenwood or Madison, I think whoever I pick their returns, both great options, um, both offer different sort of ways of getting attacking returns. Um, Madison seems more of the, the, the sort of controller, whereas Greenwood is very, very attacking. Um, Mount against West Ham could easily have a quiet game. Quite a large fixture swing on my team at the moment, as it's as I'm making it sound. Um, so, so my, my expectations are a little lower than they usually would be. Um, Yotta against Newcastle on paper looks fantastic, but again, for me, due a rest and could easily play 20 to 30 minutes. So potentially, I could be looking at a third blank in a row for Yotta. Um, Bamford, um, forced to play really, uh, not in form, has to start firing soon. I know what he's capable of, um, but again, sort of forced to play him. Um, I don't really want to take another hit, and I don't want um, another player on instead of him from the bench. So, Ian Acho, um, a great asset for me this week, um, potentially. It, 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 they just look great at the moment. So, lining up, potentially, Martinez, Sice, Trent, Ricardo, Bruno, captain, although that could change. Lingard, Greenwood, slash Madison, Mount, Yotta, Bamford and Ian Acho. So that's me. I'm not expecting a big return this week, uh, but long term, my team does, it will look good and it and it, it does look good um, in terms of fixtures looking ahead as well. So, so over to you, Max. So yeah, similar to you in that I have some dilemmas in terms of transfers, but if I go through the start of my team so far, so got Mesler and goal as suspected um I probably don't expect a clean sheet there but I think as I say a couple of save points a couple of dodgy balls kicking it out and he might get a couple of saves <laughs> uh, yeah. we've got Sice again I think he has the potential to get an attacking return as well as a clean sheet Robertson again frustrating but because I feel like he does have the same attacking potential as Trent he just seems to not be on it on on the ball lately but I think he, he's got to start because I'm, I'm running out of players in terms of actually starting because um, obviously a couple of teams aren't playing. Um, then you've got Rudiger. Again, I'll start him. Um, Dallas is also starting. Currently, I'm, I actually have Cancelo starting and I know he doesn't play. So as, you, as you'll find out in a minute, I'm going to plan a transfer. Um, Rashford again, he's starting. Looked, looked uh, dangerous last game. Saka is also starting as well, similar to that. Um, definitely not getting transferred out. I've got Madison playing. Now, hopefully he does something um, on Thursday's, in Thursday's game. I probably will captain Madison, but that might change. It depends on um, on how he performs in his... Really uh, interesting you said that, sorry, because Madison w- was in my thinking along with Bruno um, if he came in. So, so yeah, sorry, carry on. But, yeah, great. great well, that's great the thing, because it could be... If if I get the thing is if I, if you get a differential captain right or because so, I know a lot of people won't own him and if I get it right it could it can make it could be some big gains. Um, but Bamford up top again similar to you in terms of I've got also got Kane so I can't play him because he's not playing. I've also got Son I can't play him so he's not playing. So Bain, uh, Bamford is starting. I mean he's got a chance last game against Liverpool so arguably might look like a bad. I mean, he's got a tough fixture, but I think he's got the potential to score, even though yeah. I did say earlier, hypocritical, saying that I think Man United win 2-0, but <laughs> he's always got the chance to score. He gets in the right positions and works hard. Uh, Watkins, 
got a good fixture against West Brom. Um, so in terms of my, so that's kind of the starting eleven. Now looking at players that I will potentially transfer out. Now this looks kind of a weird one, but I'm planning on potentially transferring out Son, um, or or if not if not Son, actually do you know what I was get sorry I got mixed up there. I was Gundogan because he doesn't play and. If I and I was originally going to go for Yotta until a cup until I saw the game yesterday and again similar to you you have and a lot a lot of people have Yotta but he's blanked the last couple of games and maybe he is he is better off the bench maybe he's kind of like that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer yeah. off the bench so he's kind of threw my transfer plans a little bit in the air because I'm going to need to transfer one of these players out whether it be Son or Gundogan and I really arguably I don't want to. It's a bit risky to transfer out Cancelo for another defender because obviously the likelihood of returns is more with midfielders. Yeah. So that transfer is a bit up in the air at the moment. As sim- I will probably, obviously, you'll ever want to find out in terms of. I didn't do a blog last week, so it'd be a kind of double blog this week. So I'll mention it in there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the starting lineup. Potentially, will be will be captain either will probably be captain Madison. If I don't captain Madison, it will probably switch over to Rashford. Um, but that's that's the starting eleven for the next game week. Great stuff. So I mean, just to, just to summarise the week, we're having a, a good week so far, and um, nicely set up for for next week. Although some sort of Thoughts, some more thoughts need to be um, decided in terms of transfers. But you will also update your own blog, won't you, this this week, Max, when you finalised yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week I I was going to do a I was going to do a double one this week. So yeah, that will be updated in the blog. So there we go. That's how we line up. Um, again, any changes published in our blog this team this week with Dream Team Tonic. Uh, moving on to pick three, we're still currently in game week thirty two, so can't. Give the winner a shout out yet because there isn't one. Um, but on next week's pod, we're looking to do a double shout out to um, obviously the, the the winners from game week thirty two and game week thirty three coming up. So again, those that haven't played or, or are listening for the first time, I'll post the new game of pick free um, on Twitter probably on Friday morning straight after the winners announced announced actually. So it'll pretty much be a back to back winner announcement and a new opening for it for a new round and if you haven't played before you just uh, pick three players who you think will accumulate the most points and and yeah it's, it's as simple as that so so for me uh, my picks this week are Ian Acho, Salah and Ricardo Pereira yours Max I've got Rashford Ian <laughs> this is a bit weird because we've got similar <laughs> similar pick Rashford Ian Acho, and Pereira as well for, from West Brom Nice. So two out of three for, for, for both of us then. I can imagine that. Um, so, <laughs> joint points. <laughs> Shout out ourselves. So it's your part of the pod, Max. Um, again, similar to pick three, we'll do a double bill of dodgy differential and differential results next week uh, because it's still games playing. But um, over to you for your game week 33 um, plans with that. Yeah. So this week, uh, the differential is Triori. Um, he's he's got a um an assist last game and he and he's looked a bit more dangerous going forward and as I know I've uh, mentioned him in the in today's pod but I feel like he is he's he's not owned by too many and I feel like he could be someone that could do something against Burnley especially with his pace 
and this week's dodgy differential. So obviously we all know what differentials are, but the dodgy differential for those that haven't been here before is a player that is arguably a bit risky, a bit dodgy. He's a bit, a little bit overhyped. Um, you think he's probably key to your kind of rank gains, but he's a little bit dodgy, and I don't know whether he's the right player for you to pick. And the, this week's player is Vidra. I know there was a big train on about everyone. Everyone was picking him because he got, he got. I think it was before the United game. I think he got three returns. It was two goals and an assist. So he did look like. Well, arguably, I mean, he had one kind of blank game in last week, but he does, he does or did look like a player that you could rely on. Um, but for me, he's a bit dodgy for me, and that's why he's dodgy different for this week because you, I don't feel that he could be trusted, especially the fact that he didn't start last game week. Yeah, great stuff. So all, all, all sorted for next week then. Yeah, all sorted for next week, and of course, we've still got the um, this week's dodgy differential and differential which is um madison for the differential and adams for the dodgy differential so a crazy week of football max in 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 terms of the super league in terms of fpl the 11 days of football in a row um chelsea currently playing um now so it's been been great catching up max and um i hope really hope you have a good a good well a massive end to the week especially with, with being on what 65 points was it so so big week for you um so i'm happy um i'm happy that we're both having good weeks and i'm happy that the super league has crumbled the idea of it anyway so um so any any anything to add before we we leave it there max no positives to take from both of our scores this week and as you as you said also happy that this super league is looks like it's coming to a going the, in the right direction in terms of it being abandoned so yeah Hopefully more positives to come. Great stuff. So thanks again, listeners. Um, that was episode four with Dream Team Tonic. Um, tune in again next week. Thanks a lot for listening. And I'll see you guys soon. See you later, Max. See you later, Lewis. Cheers, guys.